Welcome to Happily Ever After is Real, interviews and conversations with women created to share wisdom, strength, joy, and inspiration for finding true love in a busy and constantly changing world. Happily Ever After is Real is a Be More You production. You can follow us on Facebook or visit us online at bemoreyou.co. I'm Tricia Bennett. On behalf of myself and all of our guests, welcome and enjoy. So I'd like just to open it up for anybody who has anything on their mind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, holidays, just like to bring that up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anything in particular? Um, more sort of same old things, but, you know, it's like, oh, it's not that I wish I was, I mean, I wish I was in a relationship, but it's not that. I'm totally into the holidays in a way that, oh, I could be doing this and that. It's more just not exactly having somebody to give gifts to. I mean, I have friends mm. to give gifts to, but nice. But um, I don't know. You know, like, you know, people say, what are you doing on Thanksgiving and Christmas? So I don't want to be spending my life yearning. I've just done that for so long. And I, I mean, I, how do you balance that wanting something, being clear about wanting something, but not wanting all the time? Yeah. Well, I remember somebody saying to me at one point that when you're not in a relationship, it's the time to be really taking care of yourself and creating the life that you want to be living now. So to really think about what you would most enjoy doing for the holiday and trying to do it. In other words, if it would be going to Vermont for a weekend and staying at a ski chalet, or if it would be going to New York City or Washington, D.C., going somewhere for the weekend, getting out and doing something that would make your heart sing, maybe going out for a nice meal, finding another woman friend who's not doing anything for the holidays, who would join you to go to New York City and see all the Christmas lights, or cre- if you want to create a holiday meal for people that you know or for people that don't have a Thanksgiving or a Christmas, to create one yourself and invite people. Because there are always people that don't have things to do on the holidays. There are always people that have that same feeling. So to rustle up somebody who wants to take a trip or create an event that you can invite people to. Yeah. You know, I mean, another I, kind of getting out of your comfort zone and causing something that would make you happy. And if it's just staying home in your pajamas and eating popcorn, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, hi. I was just going to say, in what you were saying before, I kind of heard, I think, like myself a little bit in what was hardest for me when I was wanting or longing for a relationship was it's a very fine line, at least it was for me, between knowing that you want that. I think what you're saying is knowing that you want that but not always being like you're desperately wanting it, right? Mm -hmm. Like how do I long for something without seeming like longing for it? And it was a really fine line for me because, yes, it's something that you – desire but what I learned is and it's harder than it sounds and I think that's why single women struggle with it is 
in order to attract the best person for you, the, the man that has all your essentials, you have to be at your best self. So for me, when I was down and when I'm not saying that this is where you are, I'm just saying for me, when I was down and, and wanting it and complaining and why don't I have it and I wouldn't attract it or I would attract men that were in the same spot, not ready for anything serious. And it wasn't until I, yes, I acknowledged that I still wanted the relationship, but I came to a place where I knew that I was doing the work. I knew that I loved my life. Was there stuff going on in my life, stuff that could have been better? Sure. But I had to be in that place where I just felt like I was I was taking care of myself. I was feeling really good about myself and my life. And and I had done, I think I had done the workshop six months before I started dating Matt. So I'd really delved into the homework and just was really on fire. But I knew, like I wasn't on an online dating site. I wasn't, oh, I was just kind of like, this is going to happen. Like, I, you know, the whole secret, the whole law of attraction, believe it and you'll see it, your thoughts attract things and all that stuff. I know it sounds really cliche and it sounds so easy, but it's really hard, especially when you've been single for a long time. That was the biggest struggle for me was getting to that point of feeling real joy and gratitude, even though I didn't have that one, that relationship that I knew that I wanted. Because I think, I remember Trisha saying in the workshop, you want someone who's just a little more than you. Like if you're happy, he's a little more happy. If you're financially successful, he's a little more financially successful. You don't need it to complete you. It's just to enhance you. Like I have mm. a great life and this is just to enhance me. And mm-hmm. I think when you when I held it like that anyway, it really was a huge shift for me rather than coming from that place of feeling like longing. Like, why don't I have this? Because I, I, I didn't get married until I was 42. So you know, 25 years of dating some real doozies, let me tell you. So mm. lots of years of the wrong men and why, why, why. And, and it just, I had to really embrace who I was and what I was doing in the world and know that I had a, a ton to offer to a man and that when I, when I shifted my essentials to really honed them down and made them rock solid, it really just shifted things huge for me. And it just, and it's true what people say, it happens when you least expect it. And I never mm. got that because I was like, how can it happen when I least expect it, when I'm doing the work to make it happen? That doesn't make mm. any sense. I used to get so mad. But yes. it's really true, and I can't, even, I can't even explain how. As you guys were talking, I just remembered that I did the send out an invitation to everyone. Oh, I did that at Christmas time. <laughs> so this is an opportunity for anyone, should you wish to take it on, to send out a Christmas card this year. Mm-hmm. And in your Christmas card, ask everyone you know to help you find your husband. I think I sent out 350 cards. I had 350 people on my Christmas mailing list from all the places I had ever worked, all of the people that I rode with in college and after college, my sports teams, the people from Landmark Education where I participated in their courses. Let it be known, too, Tricia, that you didn't meet your husband by doing, by those 350 cards, you met him on match. 
Right. It's not about the action. It's about what you're putting out there to the universe. Like, I am serious at a heart attack right now. Right. This is what I'm doing to make this happen, right? Like, this is is someone whose card you sent out. Yeah, I did not. I did have about 15 dates from those 350 cards. And I basically, I made a Christmas card with a picture of myself and, you know, like some funny, cute, Christmas, you know, elf cute thing that said, season's greetings, everybody. And when you opened it up, it said, I have a challenge, should you wish to accept it? I I think I've done everything that a human being can possibly do single on this planet. <laughs> and I'm ready to find a partner so that I can do all the things that you do when you have a partner. And I've spent my most of my life focused on my career and my education. And you know, I've dated a lot of people, but I haven't found the right person. And you're all people that I have known and trusted throughout my life. And I've had great fun times and important times. And you've all moved me forward in other areas of my life. And I'm asking you at this time of year if you can look into your heart and your address book and see if there's anybody that you think would be a good match for me. And I said, I don't just want any date. I want to meet my life partner. If you think you might know him, please give him my number. And I said, I'd also appreciate an email from you letting me know that he's going to call. And I got all these people who actually said to me, I had no idea that you wanted to be married. You Mm -hmm. seemed so happy and self-sufficient and content that I really didn't know, I didn't know you were serious about it. Nobody thought it was silly or ridiculous or stupid. People who are happily married, which a lot of the people, probably two-thirds of the people were married, at least two, maybe I bet three-quarters of the people were married, and they were all into it. And a lot of people said, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know anybody, but other people said, you know, I can think of three or four people. I'll talk, the next time I see them, I'll mention it. So it's just putting it out there that for me, when I was starting to feel like I was getting to that point where the energy was building up in me, where I was feeling like, when is this ever going to happen? That was an indication to me that it was time for me to take a risk. You know, that I was building, the energy was like a pressure cooker, and I needed to do something to release that energy. So I would take a risk. Mm. So just putting it out there for all you ladies that are listening. (laughs) (laughs) It's helpful to hear your words because that makes it a little more conceivable. Yeah, it's not that you're, that's the thing, like I talk to women all the time about this, And I always say, you're not desperate, you're ready. So Mm -hmm. substitute the word desperate or longing or whatever it is that makes you feel, that puts you in low self-esteem when you think about it. And instead of saying whatever it is that makes you feel crappy about yourself, say, I'm ready for this. Mm. I've done my homework, and I'm ready. And take it on like that 
women who don't have partners for all kinds of reasons. I didn't have a partner till I was my age because I had two crazy alcoholic parents that I knew I couldn't get married until they died and I'd clean up cleaned up their mess because I couldn't multitask. I could mm-hmm. only take care of them until they were gone and then I could focus on myself and finally have my life. There are all kinds of reasons why people aren't ready until they're older. Mm. And thank God you're ready. Some people are never ready. Mm. I work with some people that I think they have right now at, you know, 50 or 60 years old, they have no willingness to look at themselves or change in any way or be open to the possibility of there being a nice, kind, loving man, you know, they're just completely shut down. And I think that poor person's probably never going to have a partner. And they they say they want one. Mm. That's the whole thing about having your actions match your words and telling the universe that you mean business, which is one of the homework assignments. You can sit on the couch all day long and say, I wish I had a husband. But sitting on the couch saying, I wish I had a husband, doesn't tell the universe that you really mean it. Mm. The universe has to see you taking action. I've been working on the the book. It's coming along. And I was working today on the idea of believing what you're working on. And I said, you do not have to believe this stuff. You just have to do it. Like you don't have to believe that a treadmill is going to change your body. You just have to get on it. It will change your body. You don't have to believe in it. And you don't have to believe in this either. Just like a couple hours ago, I typed the quote, um, keep your eyes on God, but keep rowing for sure. Mm. You know, it's like the universe has its part, but so do we. The universe is working with you and for you, but you have to keep taking action steps to prove that you're doing your part. So get out in the world and and make yourself known. And when people are asking you what you're doing for the holiday, say, I'm looking for my husband. Mm, yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know, like, put it out there. Yeah. Keep putting it out there. I mean, I don't think that... With joy. Yeah. I don't think without shame, like Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Bring it on. Yeah. Kind of bring it on attitude. Yeah. Let's go. I'm ready. One of the homework assignments is to have a clearing call before every date you go on. If Mm. you're getting in a funk around this, it's great that you brought it up. And whenever anybody gets into a funk, pick up the phone call another woman and say, I need you to talk me off the ledge. I'm in a funk. Mm. Remind me that I'm beautiful and smart and worthy of this and remind me that I don't have to believe it. I just have to get on the treadmill. And there are some days when you might just need to take a bubble bath and listen Mm. to music and that's your self-care and that's the way that you rejuvenate yourself can't be on high energy every single day. There are days that are just for rejuvenating and Mm self-care. But really keep putting it out there. 
I really like I'm ready. It's like longing is a very downward, inward energy, and I'm ready is very open and outward. (laughs) Yes, right. That's a really great way to describe it. That the idea of longing really takes you inward and closes you up, and that being ready really opens you up. It's outward and, and a very expansive way to hold it. So I really want to thank everyone for being here, especially Stephanie Summers, our married mentor extraordinaire. And we just want to make sure that everyone, all the single ladies out there know that we're sending you love this holiday season. We hope that we've given you some supportive and useful tips. Really take care of yourself. Create a holiday that makes your heart sing, whether it's taking a trip or preparing a holiday meal for friends. And if you're up for the Olympic challenge, to send out that invitation to everyone you know, asking them to help you find the love of your life. Right after we recorded this episode, we actually got an email from a woman who took on that challenge. And I'd like to read to you the message that she created to send out in her holiday card this year. Dear friends and family, it's that time of year, pretty lights all around. I'm sending you love as snow coats the ground. I've had many successes in life, big and small, and I'm ready to find my one and only so that I can share it all. I've looked high and low to find him. I've tried every lock. I've mastered online dating and looked under every rock. This holiday season, I'm asking for assistance from loved ones near and far. Maybe you know someone great for me who's also wishing on stars. He's most definitely kind, good-natured, and smart, with a great sense of humor and a generous heart. If, as you are thinking, someone wonderful comes to mind, we'd love an introduction of the old-fashioned kind. Thanks for considering my request to help my holiday wish come true, so that next year this card will not be from one, but two. Oh yes, and one last thing, silly as it sounds, must love dogs. I have a family member from the pound. So make it fun, ladies, whatever you choose. We wish you a joyful and stress-free holiday and a new year filled with love. That's it for this episode. Wherever you are at this moment, we hope that you can feel your own unique happily ever after taking shape. Until next time, I'm Trisha Bennett. From all of us at Happily Ever After is Real, thank you for listening, and we wish you love.